Hello, 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 and welcome to the Africa Football Showdown. We are your one-stop show for everything about Africa's top football stars wherever they ply their trade. Now, for the next 20 minutes or so, we'll take you to football pitches and dressing rooms all across the world and check on how well the continent's best footballers are doing. We'll also have all the latest trending stories about the sports we love so much. Plus, we'll have some popular opinions and some not-so-popular ones. Thanks for joining us indeed. My name is Peter Okwache, and in case you haven't noticed, I'm a big, big fan of Nigeria's Super Eagles. For the past 30 years or so, I've been covering this great sport of ours. I have covered World Cups, Africa Cups of Nations, leagues across Africa and the rest of the world, women's football under 23, under 18, under 15, under 10. If it is played on a football pitch, believe me, I've covered it. I'm sure you've even covered the babies in the rooms. I'm Daniel Dazzy. And there are lots of things Peter and I do not agree on. First of all, Ghana Jollof is better than oh, Nigeria Jollof. Go again. Yes, there yes. Go. No, it has to be said. Someone will say it must be said. Oh. Yeah, and also the Black Stars... Of Ghana, much better. I mean, stars are higher than eagles, right? So it, oh, it please, makes sense. Please, so please. I'm here to keep Peter on the straight and narrow. Prepare for contrasting opinions on the podcast. But basically, we're going to have some fun. And I'm going to be the voice of balance between you two. And I'm Mimi Fawas here on the show. I've covered <laughs> Africa Cup of Nations with Peter. I haven't covered, I don't know, all those lists that he was showing off. But under everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> under the sun, under the sea. If it's under, I've done it. Hey. Well, I've covered women's football. I've covered the Africa Cup of Nations. With you. I haven't covered one with you yet. I guess what you want. No, no, we, no. We need no, a revenge no. match with the Black Stars, Nigeria Super Eagles Black Stars. We're going to pepper your jollof rice next uh-huh. time. Yeah, no. <laughs> you see, and she's she she'll be the voice of balance. The bias on this table. Yeah, in trouble. Now, anyway, listen. This week on The Showdown, it's called The Africa Football Showdown, but here we just call it The Showdown. We'll be talking about a few of the top stories this week. The issue of Vinicius Jr., the racist abuse he suffered in Spain. And did they or did they not bottle it? After 248 days at the top of the league, Arsenal ceded the title to Manchester City. Mm. Coke, why? It's not even a wine bottle to be classy. You put this in a Coke bottle, you see the small one. <laughs> and you know why it even hurts me the most, right, guys? We're actually filming this at Woolwich Arsenal, which used to be the original home of the Arsenal. So it hurts even more. Mm. <laughs> we'll be gentle with you. Well, just a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Right, but we'll also be choosing our player of the season, our Africa player of the season. I have an idea we'll be agreeing on that topic, but let's get into that. <laughs> let's have a bite of the latest in African football news, shall we? Now, let me ask you, surely you've heard of the Nigerian football sensation Victor Osimen and the way he's been instrumental for Napoli to win this year's Serie A title. But did you know that in the women's league, the Serie A Feminile, another African forward, is also dominating the top scorer's table. Malawian Tabita Chawinga has scored 23 goals this season for her club Inter Milan. 
Still in football, but this time in Spain, Valencia have been fined nearly $50,000 by the Spanish Football Federation and will have to close part of their stadium for five matches. Now, this follows the racist insult, I must say, directed at Real Madrid winger Vinicius Jr. by the Valencia fans during their game last weekend. Meanwhile, the red card that Vinicius Jr. received during that game has been rescinded. And finally, Africa will employ a single stage of World Cup qualification for the next finals in 2026, doing away with three rounds used previously for a format that will take almost two years to complete. Two years, Mm -hmm. that's a long time. Mm -hmm. But which stories in that news break there caught you? Has to be Vinicius. Has to be Vinicius. Uh, I I know we talked about it at the top, but look... For me, that 50000 fine is not nearly enough. The partial stadium closure for Valencia is not nearly enough. And we also know that Javier Tebas has apologized. That apology, basically everything is not enough for me this morning. It's like my mom's jollof. <laughs> Javier Tebas's apology is also not enough. Listen, I mean, I just find it a bit, you know, it's, it's sad that in 2023, we're still talking about this issue. Now, why in his case, why it's so pronounced is that every single away match he's played in this season in the Liga, he's received racist abuse. And then, don't forget, in January, mm. that effigy of him that was mm-hmm. hung from, yeah. a, was it a bridge a or bridge something? bridge just outside mm-hmm. the Real Madrid yes, training Yes, you know, yeah. it's terrible. And then the way mm. the Valencia officials handled it. Yeah, no, I, I think it sends a terrible message in La Liga. Javier Tebas, the La Liga president, was giving the wrong signal, basically attacking him, Vinicius Jr., on social media. And you know what? Good on Vinicius Jr., not letting him silence him. He used his voice and he showed historical evidence over the years in La Liga where players were racially abused and he wasn't going to go quiet. That drew a lot of football players to support him. Rio Ferdinand spoke out against it. Didier Drogba spoke out against it as well yesterday saying that FIFA and UEFA were not doing enough. So I'm really glad to hear many big voices in the world of sports saying enough is enough. We're not going to be silent. But but, I mean, we've been saying enough is is enough for a long time. Don't forget, in that same La Liga, Samuel Eto'o, who was by far the best player in that league for two, three, four seasons in a row, Mm. he got racially abused as well by the fans. And that's the point I was coming to, Peter, because when we talk about how Vinicius has suffered so much racial abuse, you are led to think that maybe Vinicius is the only player no. who has been racially abused in this league. No. When the, the, the Spanish La Liga puts out their dossier, players like Nico Williams, his brother Inaki Williams, Samuel Chukweze, Carlos Acapo, they've all been racially abused in some way. Yes, Vinicius has had the majority, but I'll give you a, a, a small example. In January 2020, in fact, on my birthday, the 25th of January 2020, Inaki suffered racial abuse when they went to Barcelona. Do you know if they are still waiting for a trial date? In that case, there are cases we have that, for instance, <laughs> th- this this um, also invo- involves Vinicius in Mallorca, where they said that, oh, they looked, they reviewed the abuse leveled against him. This is the court. And the court said that there's no criminal dimension to it. But if you look at the words that the court used to describe um, this abuse that he suffered, you realize that they still think it's despicable. You still think, they still think that it's wrong, but there's no criminal dimension, which is why I think 
that if it's not criminal, then the La Liga should be sanctioning in an, admi- in an administrative... But La Liga is saying that La Liga, La Liga have put out a statement to say this week that their hands are tied, that they do not have the powers to impose bans, fines on fans and stadiums of teams. the power to find Valencia 50,000? Well, I'm just telling you Which what is, they said. For said. me, it's not even enough. It's it's not not even is, enough. And even the partial ban yeah. of the stadium, I, I don't think that's... I mean, it's a yeah. start, but it's just not a strong enough message for me. Once a player has racially been abused by a fan, just once, you should get a lifetime ban. You should not be given a chance you mean to the come. Fan. The fan, yes, mm. exactly. A lifetime ban. You should not be coming back. I mean, we've to seen that happen matches. here in the Premier League. Yes, I mean, the, the Premier, Premier League's League, doing it. It does have its problems, but I think mm. that it has handled the issue of racism in a in, in a more professional and proactive way than teams in, in other uh, than other leagues in Europe. So there, there's still a lot more that has to be done. Remember after Euro 2020, those three black British boys, they had over 600 um, racial comments made against them on social media. And then they went to look through. 11 were arrested. They said 207 were found to be malicious and criminal. The heart of it is that when it comes to those, these big five leagues in Europe, it's very difficult for UEFA to crack the whip. Because there's been evidence over evidence. This Why is it difficult to crack the whip? Because they are too big. They're, they're very. They, they should. I mean, as I think, as DJ Drogba has said, UEFA and FIFA should be doing more. Exactly. They're the ones that have the power to make that change. Because well, are these are these stopping a match clubs? for a few minutes is not a good enough. But are these clubs procedure. too big? When Vinicius received the red card, Carlo Ancelotti stated clearly in a news conference that the entire stadium was shouting at him. Valencia quickly denied by this partial stadium closure for five games and this i will call a mega fine is the la liga agreeing with valencia that it wasn't the whole stadium that was shouting at them it's only three arrests actually that were made for that match and for the effigy in january was was four surely there were more than three people who were, who were screaming racial abuse towards I mean, Vinicius it, junior obviously if we went on twitter because mm. if we look at the tweet that he posted, you know, where he put a, a reel of all the racist mm. abuse or a lot of the racist abuse he's received. I mean, it's, sometimes it was just whole stadiums mm. ranting and raving mm. at this man. In the case of Mallorca, the same person who abused him on the 14th of March is actually the same person who abused um, Samuel Chukweze on the 18th of February before that. See this man, he has all the facts. He has all the facts. Anyway, listen, we've got to move forward, right? We've got to move forward. And... I'm giving a yellow card, a red card. What a yellow red no, card? Red, red card to all racist fans all over the world, and most especially to Javier Tabas for not handling this situation the right way. So here's your red card. Mm-hmm. Now let's move to something closer and dearer to my heart. <laughs> okay, now before we move, why is that into- funny? Before, it, because it's very funny. You guys don't even know what it's, I'm about not, to say. We already comical. know. We know you you're a big Arsenal fan, Peter. We know you're a big Arsenal fan. Oh, my and Arsenal. Because Peter is a big Arsenal fan, you know we are all BBC people. <laughs> and so, in the interest of fairness and impartiality, I think I'll take the reins for a moment and start this particular discussion. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about this this song that is very spiritual for me. It's like it's like they're singing and 
a hymn or a chant or something. My spirit is broken. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more like a funeral hymn for Peter. It is for sure. At for this Peter, point. But yeah. that's North London forever. They are trying to rival You Never Walk Alone by Liverpool. It won't reach that level, but we'll take it like that, CC. <laughs> I'm staying out of this I'm not one. I'm not saying anything. I'm staying I out of this anything. one. No, they're taking this at the beginning of every game. They're trying to, you know, bring that spirit back. It's the, it's the new Arsenal anthem. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really tells... When you listen to those fans, it really tells the spirit with which they followed the team the entire season. Unfortunately, after spending 248 days on top of the English Premiership, something went wrong. Peter, how did we What get went it? wrong, Peter? Tell us. <laughs> Tell us, Peter, what went wrong. I, I don't know. I mean, okay, listen, before we go into that conversation, right, let's listen to these Arsenal fans first. Outside the Emirates, play the fans. You play the thing. But, but if I be realistic, do you believe Mikel Arteta buckled it again? Because the same thing happened last season. I, I, we, I, we, be, be honest now, did, did he buckle it this season? I, I believe Mikel Arteta, given the resources, right, will challenge for the league again next no, year. Never and maybe that. Can no, never ask No, 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 don't be a politician. Did Mikel Arteta buckle the league? Look I, I, how I, don't, I don't like to use the word bottle because I, I just I, think throw that... Did you throw it the league? Did we dash away the league right? then? Don't buckle yeah, it, sorry. Did we dash away the league? We're throwing it away in a way, Thank you. And they bottled it. They've bottled it, bro. So you've written it off. I've written it off now, blood. We're not. You think we're going to concede three at home to Southampton and go lock down Harlan with holding, <laughs> brother? Listen, I smoke weed for a reason, blood. You understand? And these are one of the reasons, blood. You get me? Because it's it's just it's not acceptable, bro. Do you understand? I'm not throwing shots at Arteta, but he's the only one that can cost us a league title with his ignorance, his stubbornness. I see a lot of wenger in him. The way he don't change it. You understand? So those are Arsenal fans from Arsenal Fan TV speaking at the Emirates. And if you don't understand that lingo that they're using, did they bottle it? They choked. They lost the league title. Did they, they bottle it? it up like a nice present and handed experience. it over to City. To City. Did they bottle it, Mimi? I think it was lack of experience. I mean, how do you, as I said, how do you throw away twice? They were leading by two goals to nil consecutively starting with the Arsenal match. How do you throw that away? Be at the top of the league, eight points clear. And then City, you see City creeping up towards the end of the season. At least if be at the bottom half if you have to be and make your way up towards the second half of the season, not give it up just before the finish yeah, line. So that's what happened. But as I said, it's experience. I feel that um, that City had over Arsenal that in situations where you need to keep your cool under pressure, the young players at Arsenal don't have as much experience. I do think many Arsenal fans would not have expected Arsenal to even finish second this season. So it's a bit harsh. It's I think, true. But isn't, I mean, don't you all start the race hoping to win it? Oh, okay. Did you, did, you, did you honestly think you will win this season? No. I, I think Arsenal will win every season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's happening next season, just to, just to be clear. But look, I agree with Mimi. It's inexperienced, but not just with the players. It's with Arteta as well. Let's remember, this is an Arteta who was Pep Guardiola's um, assistant. And there was talk that Pep was grooming him to take over from him at City when he feels ready and then Arsenal came calling and he ran this idea of former players going back for the fairy tale win in their team it looks like this generation is not really working for them look at Lampard look at even Steven Gerrard he wasn't at Liverpool but, but, but you're, 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 you're actually describing the second best football manager in the country I second think, to who? second to Pep Guardiola I think and he's done who won. he's done phenomenally well I think Arsenal, I think what Arsenal is lacking right now, 
three players. A defender, because when William Saliba got injured, we replaced him with Rob Holding, who is a, a good player, but not at that level. Mm. Declan Rice maybe in the midfield, yeah. because Xhaka is on his way out, 34 yeah. years old. And he's done really well this season. His best what a great season. around from him. Best season in an yeah. Arsenal fan but I think by a lost, country mile. I think he lost the league for Arsenal in the Liverpool game. One game? You're going to say a player lost the that's, league for one after one that's game? That's game. That's game for me. It show it defined what was com- what was coming going. It was a two two draw, wasn't it? it and was then a two two draw. He had um he he now got into an so argument Liverpool with a Liverpool you, fan. You, yes. You, let, let's face it, Liverpool at Anfield th- this season, and I'm a Liverpool fan. This season, Liverpool hasn't had that bite. So it's not like it's it's not even like maybe a Brentford that you're mm. saying, oh, they were on their way out, they were showing right. Anyway, I was telling you the Brighton. three players that we need, and then we actually need one different kind of attacker. We already have one in Folarin Balogun who is on loan in France. If he comes back, there's talk now that Edin Ketia might be moved on um, so that he can get the regular football that he so rightly deserves. But then Folarin Balogun coming in, I think if we get those three players in... Maybe even Osman, he's being linked as well. Arsenal was one of the clubs he was being linked to, the Nigeria International. Yes, absolutely. I I mean, I I wonder whether um, Arsenal would pay... 100 million pounds mm. for Declan Rice and then 120 million pounds no. for Simon. You know, Simen. they just don't have that, that kind that, of that might not money. Happen. You know, boss, me all I say is this if the player buy this or Ellen Haller, it will be hard. Like, it's I don't know what's because you see, when it comes to match management over, over the 90 minutes game, it doesn't really come down to yes, you say Man City has depth in their squad, but Man City had more tournaments to play this season. Arsenal concentrated mm. on the Premiership. So, yes, their squad is thin, but they had less to play for. And so this, I mean, the quality that is on the pitch is not that, if you take out maybe a Haaland, it's not that different from what everyone else has. Okay, all right. That whistle from mm. our referee signals that we're running out of time. And I still want to get to another quick topic here. Who is your African player of the season? Honey, who are you? I think I already mentioned him over there. Victor Osimhen of Napoli, the Nigeria striker, top of Serie A, helping them to win the Scudetto after 33 years. For me, he's the he's the African player of the Amazing. season in Europe. Yeah. Amazing. I have to agree with Mimi mm. Osimhen. The last time Napoli won a Scudetto, I was not alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how long it's been. I was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, look, look, Osimhen has really, really proved himself to be a quality striker. Went on injury, came back, 23 bangers. You know what? Yes. I mean, I, I was going to say Saka, not because he plays for Arsenal, but I, th- I think he's had a phenomenal he's season. A I know season. He, yeah. he doesn't play for the Super Eagles. He plays for mm. England, but, you know, he's got Nigerian heritage. But I can't argue with you guys on that. Yeah. 33 years ago, when Napoli last won the Scudetto, everybody said it was because of Diego Maradona, the great Diego Maradona. Well, I hope in years to come, when they remember this Scudetto, they'll all say it was all due to the brilliance of a man named Victor I hope Osimhen. so, because I actually don't think he got enough credit for what he's done for Napoli this season. I think he deserves a They're lot They're only credit. precluding his exits with a £120 million yeah. and price tag. Do you, do, you think he, do you think he deserves that price tag? 
No, I don't think Why not? They're players with less talent and skill than him or I don't I don't agree with price. I don't agree with Grealish and Declan Rice getting a hundred million either. But if we're being very fair, you'd bring Grealish down, you bring Rice down. <laughs> and and Osinhen is not nobody there. nobody nobody can, can ever accuse football business of being fair. So. Hey. <laughs> anyway, listen guys, it's been great. It just goes to prove that we've got so much to talk about on the African Football Showdown. Thanks for being with us this week. We'll be back next week. Thanks, guys.